Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Right here. Andre, the Giants of Mania. is running wild. Welcome to the shoot, Arrow Baby. Welcome to the what? Today is the beginning of the shoot era of GP. The only way to have fun is to take the gloves off. Screw it. If I offend them, oh well. What I am going to do is call it down the line. Every single week. I know, I know. I love wrestling. So damn it, I am not giving up the podcast. Hell no, I'm doubling down and going the other way. Oh my goodness. it, bring it on. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. It's still real to me, damn it. It's still real to me, damn it. The number one sports and recreation podcast in the world and... um God, you know what? Last week, actually, saw the uh, the old podcast back on the iTunes charts for the first time in a long time. I guess people people like hate. Yes, that's, that's what it sounds like. People were excited to hear me absolutely trash um, SmackDown and the draft. The AEW is using Jen Sturger for interviews. Yes, and this is the this is what I was telling you about this absurd. Finger point. Okay. Well, AEW, <laughs> I mean, you know, AEW's getting a lot of love here these days, and it's gonna, and they're gonna get a lot of love today. First of all, the hire of Jen Sturger is just weird. If people don't know who she is, it's like a whole thing in New York. Like, not that she should be held to what her controversy was a long time ago, because it wasn't her, of her doing. But she's just like, it's just very random. She's just like a random. They have a lot of random hires, though. Yeah, particularly on the, the broadcast side has been random. Um, though I think Excalibur is doing a damn, damn good job. Um, also a question. What, go back down to the referees real quick. Uh, the woman, the first one. Aubrey Edwards. Aubrey, she's from NXT, right? No, there's a different woman who refs in NXT. No, but Aubrey Edwards wasn't there at some point? I'm not sure. I'm gonna be honest. I have no idea. You're, you're supposed to know these things. Greg, you're stack guy Greg, for God's sake. No, I'm SGG now. I was retired, retired. <laughs> yo, she's yo. Her nickname, yo. I need girl to, Hebner. <laughs> like, yo, why am I not following her on Twitter when her <laughs> name's Girl Hebner? <laughs> so yo, that is so mage. But I, I'm let me look this up because I believe. Does she? Ha- she doesn't have a Wikipedia. Let's see. Let's see. I believe I saw her working the May Young. Um, that might be possible. That 
that and that be. she was very sweet, if I recall, a very kind person. And maybe I'm making this up and confusing her with someone else, but that's my thought. And I, I'll feel bad now. And I'll look this up while you give us some things that happened outside the ring, SGG. <laughs> you gonna throw it to me while I have nothing prepared for outside the ring? What I thought you had things. We talked beforehand. We could talk about the ratings, right? I know you wanted to discuss that a little bit. Yes, I, I'm, I am very interested in the, uh. And so, just in my preliminary viewing of the ratings, you can see AEW, they pulled down a 0.5 in the 18 to 49 demographic this week this week yeah now if you're like me and those words mean nothing to you the total viewership that they had was 963,000 compared to NXT was 698,000 and uh, one more time the total for AW was 900 so it's under a million they did dip under a million yeah but there's sixty three thousand. But there's still up a few, and there she is in a, in a WWE uh, refs. Oh well, there you uniform. go. So yeah, I knew I, I. I'm pretty sure she worked the May Young, and that's where I saw her. But she does a great job. Anyways, um, so they're down under a million, which is not fantastic news. But they're still easily up on NXT, and we'll we'll get to that because obviously NXT, based on what happened this week, yeah, is has starting to take things. A bit more seriously. Definitely the talk of the town NXT is going to be after what happened this week. I mean, we can get right to that. It's because you have nothing else. Now, ratings-wise, do you have SmackDown? I do have SmackDown. Because SmackDown, I didn't. Re- I don't think we talked about last week how big their drop-off was from week one to week two. We did not. And from what I'm hearing, there's a word to describe it, and it's not generally one that's seen as a... You know, a positive. It was repug. Yeah. It's generally, I've, I've heard it described. How big the drop-off was. Because they came out hot that first episode, of course. And then things have changed. Yeah, and this is... This oh, is going to be... I don't goodness. even see them on this list for like the, the top-rated shows on Friday. From the Nielsen company. Then SmackDown isn't even here. I heard that they dropped um like a million million and a half viewers smackdown viewers week to week let's see if I find Greg you're supposed to be stack guy and I'm going to find this before you it's, it's a race right perfect done pw torch smackdown ratings 3 weeks of declining ratings key metrics and perspective just wanna... old wade keller you could always go to wade keller give you all of the information on wwe WWE SmackDown on Fox got off to a good start with 3.880 million viewers on October 4th, scoring not only nearly double the prior SmackDown live viewership on the USA Network, but doing well in the key demographics that networks and advertisers most covet. That episode heavily hyped by Fox Network on NFL games, blah, 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 blah. The next week featuring the draft, the viewership dropped a million down to 2.877. And it dropped again. Last Friday night, it dropped again. Another 450,000 fell off, all the way down to 2.418 million, which means that the SmackDown numbers are getting damn near where they were on USA. I I don't know why I just went Stephen A. They're damn near (laughs) where they were on USA. Keep going. Now I'm going to tell you something right now, Vince McMahon. This is ludicrous what you're doing. 
you should be ashamed of what you're doing to the SmackDown brand. It started with what you did to my guy, Kofi Kingston. Tell, tell him. Kofi and them boys, the New Day, deserve more respect. And now you paying the price. Anyways, sorry. Stephen A was no, here. No, it had to be said. Had to it be needed said. to be said. So this is problematic down originally from that October 4th. And by the way, I mean, the reason, if it sounds like I'm celebrating it, the only reason that I'm celebrating it, two reasons. Number one, it's so damn predictable. This whole idea of we're going to promote, we're going to just go in so heavy on the week one promotion that you end up getting a very misleading start. And number two, this product that you've been putting out, which is this very mainstream, doesn't appeal to your real fans, doesn't appeal to anyone else, and then the result you get is a bad rating, you're reaping what you sow. Well, technically, As I mean, Malcolm X said once, the chickens come home to roost. The chickens have come home to roost. I believe this is a more appropriate time to say it. Especially what, what happened to Kofi Kingston. The chickens have come home to roost. But seriously, though, like, is, is it fair to say that the ratings are bad or just that they went back to where they were and that's not good? That's the problem. You're on, you're on network TV. The, 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 it's supposed to be once you get up on that antenna, there's no cable anymore. You're no, no barrier of entry at all. You're simply on the antenna. It should be your ratings go up and at least stay up a little bit. And they are up a little bit. That number that they got this week, while lower, the last time they had hit that number on USA was in a year and a half ago. So it's still up above where it was. But at the rate it's going, do you think it's not going to drop another 100,000 oh, this week? It's, it definitely will. It definitely will. Um, so that's the concern. And why is where it, it bottoms out? Yeah, and, and why were you unable to take advantage of the new people who came and stopped by the shop on that first one. A lot of people came to check it out. They came to your store, and you did not offer them a product that they wanted to buy. Well, the, the first show was spectacular until the end, right? Like right up until Kofi Kingston, this celebrated champion who they've been promoting and letting him carry the company, ran right but into what, a brick wall. But was it spectacular up until then? Or was it a bunch of spectacular names? Because they needed some sort of meaningful story and character to to grip you and make you want to see more. What is that thing that you're going – like I'll, I'll say right now on the AEW side, for example, and I understand it's different. They're going for a wrestling audience, okay? The challenge is much lower for them. AEW is trying to get – People, they're only getting people basically who are into wrestling right now. <laughs> right. But I'm still going to give the comparison because in terms of the feeling you're trying to garner, you, people are talking about Darby Allen. People yeah. want to see more Darby Allen. Darby Allen's a star. He's a star. We saw a star, and though we weren't really familiar, many of us weren't familiar with him prior. I mean, you were if you watched the pay-per-views. The pay-per-view or if you watched the special. Um, the wrestlers. The wrestlers on Vice. If you, if you watched, if you watched any of those, then yes, you were up on Darby Allen. Otherwise you weren't. And people still fell in love. And you're going, I want to see that guy come back. Showing us The Rock on SmackDown is nostalgic and it'll hold a rating in that moment. He's leaving. Yeah. So what else did we get that night? Did Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon make someone want to come back again? Evidently not. No. 
Um, did the, did the Rey Mysterio, I mean, the Cain Velasquez, uh, Brock thing do anything? I don't think so. I, I don't think people care about Cain Velasquez. I don't. I thought they would, but I don't think, I don't think even wrestling fans care about him at this point. Uh, can I tell you, you, want the truth too? How about this? Here's a shocking take. I'm more interested in, uh, Tyson Fury than Cain Velasquez. I am. At least, I'll tell you this. Did you happen to watch the viral clip this week? <laughs> I did. Of them fighting at the performance center? Yeah. Well, them fighting is well, very Tyson, generous. Yeah, exactly. Tyson, um, Braun just took out Tyson Fury. <laughs> yeah. And then afterwards, Fury was yelling. See, we finally started seeing now because, because he appears to be putting in the time because it's worth his money. He's making that much money. <laughs> How much is it? Was it, is it 15 They're saying million $15 million dollars for Tyson Fury. So he's making more money doing this than anything else he's ever done in his life. So if that is the truth, Here's, Which is absurd, by the way. WWE shouldn't be paying more than they like. And it's absurd. Match, match this. Match they, what he's made at least. Match a purse at it, least. It, it's actually possible that they're not paying for it. Like, I wonder if there's a world in which they go back to Saudi Arabia and is like, and say, "Hey, we have a chance to get you the world heavyweight champion." It's you know we're not going to pay. We're willing to give him X amount. Whatever. I, I don't know if it That's comes. That's possible because weren't weren't they trying to get him there for a boxing match? Yeah. So maybe the crown the crown if the crown prince is into him. Maybe he's like, I'll give him fifteen million dollars. I don't care. Let so, him box. Let him wrestle. Just do whatever he wants. So we don't there. know if if that Braun Strowman money should have been going to Peter Rosenberg. You know, because that's harder money that I paid WWE to be on the network. Yeah. They, they're still stacking up all the checks. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I was, I was on the network for over two years paying money to do all those shows. You know how much I paid for bringing to the table alone? Thousands. Six, six Thousands. Epi- six episodes. So I don't want that money going to Braun unless he earns it. But Braun, I mean, uh, but Braun, to, to Tyson, Tyson's effort in that video where after Braun leaves and he's like yelling and he's really like, he, he, he got my interest a little bit in, in that at least I know he's, he cares about putting on a show. Well, I and can that's sell. the thing too, right? Because, I feel like Kane does as well, Kane Velasquez. But he doesn't have the charisma of Tyson Fury. Not that he doesn't have the charisma, but it's like wrestling fans, especially in this day and age, we appreciate two types of shows, right? When the bell is rung, yep. then we want to see your skill. Then we want to see what you have, and then we want to see what you can do in between the ropes. Mm-hmm. But when everything else is going on, you got to hold it down on the mic. You got to have the personality. And I do believe that when the bell rings, Kane and Brock are going to be able to do something. But that's my point. That's not charisma, though. No, it's not. He's going to be good in the ring. Kane, I'm sure, but, will be a good wrestler. I watched he, him. If you watch the stuff in Mexico, he's done good stuff. Yeah, he, no, he, he can him, work. Him with Rey Mysterio is perfect because, like, he flips around. He does hurricane runners and all of that. Just Kane, like Kane can work. Yeah, he'll, I, I'm sure he'll be fine as a wrestler. But it's like you said, it's the personality that he's not. But bringing. there's no there's no story right now. The, the story is that he's a, a close family friend of the Mysterios. Mm. And he's coming to defend their honor, and and real, and which that, is kind of crazy because Ray's been wrestling his whole life, battling giants. Uh, yeah, now he's old. Now he's, he needs help. He's old. All right, that's that is fair. That is fair because Ray even and from brought, afar brought, and from afar, Cain Velasquez looks like his son. So, <laughs> as evidenced by when everyone thought it was his son on the first SmackDown on Fox, but Tyson Fury is a charismatic guy. That is yeah. part of his whole gimmick in, um, in boxing. People, the first thing a lot of people ever heard about Tyson Fury was that he sung after all of his matches a song to his wife. Last fight was the first time I ever saw him not do it. Um, he's also become a really good fighter. So the first time I saw Tyson Fury th- fight when he won the title, I thought he was trash, awkward, slow. I just did not get it the first time. Then, it's so funny. Then he gained all that weight, 
fell off, his career seemed over, makes this amazing comeback, loses 100 pounds. Now he's the man. After the Wilder fight when he got up like the Undertaker, <laughs> he he's he has he's become an entertaining guy, which is why I was disappointed without starting because I thought the confrontation with SmackDown was stupid. I thought the him throwing those terrible work punches was well, stupid. Yeah. So this week was the first time that anything he's done, and it was done on a viral video, I didn't think that anything that they did prior was good. So this was the first moment when I was like, all right, I get now why you think this could be worthwhile. And it, it seems, too, like now that you say that, they need, you know, people are wondering why they would bring in Kane Velasquez and Tyson Fury for the same show. It's because they need them. Like, Tyson Fury is doing his part outside the ring with the charisma promoting it. But I'm, I don't know how much he's going to be able to do in the ring with those work Exactly. Punches. And Kane Velasquez can't do much outside the ring. But inside he, the ring, he'll probably the bell be good. rings. And you have that history between them, so it'll feel tense. We'll have moments where, like, yo, are they really fighting? Like, I could see that happening. Yeah, because we know that Brock will will snuff somebody for real. If Now, the problem is, of course, it's a Thursday at 2 in the afternoon. So there's that. You talk about this whole paper. And then there's the rest of the card, which is just stupid. I mean, you better be excited for these novelty matches because the rest of the card is stupid. Team Hogan versus Team Flair is is dumb. Like, I don't like the way it's been done at all. And there's such potential. To, that, that was a, that was that was such Survivor Series potential thrown in the garbage. And let's be honest, right? 2019 between Flair and Hogan. A, all right, you missed the boat on that. Well, WrestleMania eight should have been done already. <laughs> yeah. That's number one. Well, it was only thirty some years ago. Number two. No, twenty eight years ago. Number two. Flair is not the heel. 2019. Great point. Ric Flair. Is the beloved babyface. Ric Flair That's is the one who point. cheated death. Ric Flair is great the point. one that He's is right. beloved in pop culture. When you're right, you're right. Ric Flair is the one who, you know, regardless of the stories that have been told about him uh, in the locker room and from people around who worked with him, he's not the one who was caught on tape yelling racial slurs and needs to do, go on a comeback tour. Hogan is the heel. Hogan is the bad guy. Well, Greg, do you think that our audience really needs really ne- needs to hear and know right now that you believe that Greg, that to you, Hulk Hogan's the not heel? Even that, he's not, not He's the heel of your life. Not even if to you were me. looking at a, at a picture of him and Hitler, you'd be like, "Oh man, two bad heels." I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, but no, but you're. But the fact is, Hogan's the one on the comeback tour. Hogan's the one I like. Well, and I'll say this: even if you want to operate in their dumb world where he doesn't need that. And we're pretending it didn't happen. He's Hulk Hogan. Flair still isn't the heel. No, that that just the, Flair is more. He gets more of a pop and is more loved right now than Hogan. Period. Simple. That's that is just a. You don't have to feel as strongly as Greg or I do. Just watch the show. Yeah, Flair's the baby face. So and, and even like even if you don't want to say red and yellow, Hulk Hogan is the heel. Okay, have him come out in the black, black and white. Team Hollywood. That, he's the heel, though. He's the heel. And I don't know why. And don't they not hear? His pop's just not very good. I don't no, know how they he, don't notice that. People want to boo him. He's getting the smattering of boos anyway. Yes. Lean into it. He's I, not the heel. Couldn't agree with you more. They I, have, what, three days? Or what is it, Halloween? They have till next week? They can't do it, though. He, now he has Roman. Uh, by the way, though, he only has two pure baby faces on his team. Roman and Ricochet. 
Uh, Shorty G. He has Ali. He has Ali too. Uh, is uh, but Ali Ali is a pure baby face. Is he as popular? As no, Roman but he's just, or... it, the way it was. His character was so weird. I always thought his vignettes were not clear. It was like. He was like vigilante. I'm in, I'm in the street. I'm <laughs> yeah. hello. You know me. I was like, what are you? The vigilant his his videos and the character that we get in the ring in the arena no, they don't match up. His his ring character is is like is, is a baby yeah, face so regular. He's, he's ricochet. Him and exactly. is the same person. <laughs> I was just so gonna say that. You're hundred percent right about that. And now Shorty G, uh Chad Gable is a clear baby face also. But it's not like he's established is my point. The only one who you're like, oh my god, everyone loves this guy is Roman Reigns. Right He's now. the only ultimate baby face yeah. on this team. And then Team Flair on the other side, though, is pure heel. It's who's it? Orton, Orton, Corbin. It's a great team. Yo, this is a great Survivor Series team. The Flair team: Lashley, Orton, Corbin, Lashley, Shinsuke, McIntyre. I love it. That is a pure heel. Survivor Series team of an ilk they haven't had in a long time. Mm-hmm. That actually would have been a really good Survivor Series team. But the problem is, Flair is not the heel. No matter how no. much you want to send him out there to like be the bad guy, no. Talk about having sex with people's mothers, which he still does to this day, and is still mage. It's still people still cheer we, for. We him. love it. So you're right. It would have been nice. You put Hogan in the black and white, and he comes out with those guys, Randy Orton. Two sweeting Randy Orton and it would have been tight. Yeah, especially and then then they could play into Randy Orton's uh, history with Flair. Like how betrayed would Flair be if if Randy Orton showed up for Team Hollywood? Would have been Team Hollywood just sounds better. Greg, this is one of your best ideas. Fantastic. It's too bad. It's too little. Too late. Too little. Too late. And what do you think about Shorty G? Them ch- changing him from Chad Gable to Shorty Gable, and then at the end he goes, No, no, no. Um, Shorty G. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I'm going to give it time to play out. Yeah, but me too. Initially, first reaction, I think it's dumb. It could be one of those things that I'd look back on and it doesn't even matter. I agree. My gut but, reaction is it's dumb, but I'm going to wait. It's catchy. It is catchy. Like, it is. you remember it right away. But it's so obvious and stupid in the moment. When and he's I don't like, see I'm the, Shorty G. I don't see the purpose of it. Well, I see they're going to try to lean into this Shorty thing. Um as like a bullying thing, right? And he's the uh, uh, overcomes the odds, and like he's taking ownership of the name, Shorty. You know, um, we'll see. I mean, yeah, okay. My my, <laughs> I, I, I think it, I think it honestly, he spoke with his wrestling, um, yeah, and which was phenomenal. He had the matches to back it up against. Uh, he fought Kurt Angle at one point, killed it. AJ, and, and you remove the name Gable, which. He intentionally had that name as homage to a legit wrestler. Um, and now he's just Shorty, Shorty G. G, but whatever. Anyways, let me, not, let me not get too caught up. The rest of that card though, Mansoor versus Cesaro. If you don't get the, <laughs> is that guy even appearing in NXT? I, I haven't seen him. He's a Saudi Arabian dude. So that's why he has the match. But uh, if he's on NXT, I don't. Cesaro might give him a good match. I mean, Cesaro, oh, no, Cesaro give him. He yeah. could have a broom. He could have a good match with the room. But um, then this tag team effery is just stop. I mean, this match is the New Day, the Viking Raiders, Heavy Machinery, Lucha House Party, um, Hawkins and Ryder, the Revival, Gallows and Anderson, Ziggler and Rude, and the B Team. It's just too much. What man. I don't like two is, things: Hawkins and Ryder. They need matching gear. True. 
And same critique for Ziggler and Rue. They need matching gear and a name. I'm I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this this person and that person. Ziglude. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take anything. Just give him a name. I agree with you. It doesn't. It doesn't work. Um, Seth and the Fiend. I mean, this whole thing has just been repug. I'm curious as to why why they need to keep going with this. They already separated them, no? Isn't Bray on SmackDown? Seth is on Raw? Or are they trying to say The Fiend is its own entity that shows up wherever it wants? That's a good point. I don't know. I thought the only people who end up go wherever they want are the women's tag team champions. Who are NXT. So that's going to be made. I appreciate that they actually went down there and held up to their word. Oh, did I didn't even know that they did that. They showed up on uh, NXT because Tegan Yesterday. Knox. Yeah. Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai. Won a uh, number one contenders match, so they get to Kabuki Warriors next, and the Kabuki Warriors popped up. Let them know. So the Kabuki Warriors just showed up last night on on the screen, but they had a message for the new number one contenders. So obviously, the 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 part of SmackDown, I mean SmackDown, the part of NXT, I should say, that everyone's talking about would be. Hold on, let me get it right. Let me get that. Hold on, calm down. If you haven't watched NXT yet, about a minute, we're in a couple minutes of spoiler here, so fast forward two, three minutes. Finn Balor in the ring, standing with Gargano and Ciampa, facing off against Undisputed Era. <laughs> that was a beautiful kick, man. Beautiful bicycle kick from Finn. Interesting moment, and it, it makes a couple of things clear in my eyes. It makes it clear that Triple H is not playing around. He wants to make some moves with NXT. Yeah, and it's it's unfortunate. The heel right? turn for Finn's a, a good step. It, it's, it was shocking, unexpected. Everybody's excited about it. But it's unfortunate, right, that everything – the ratings. This is a good quality show. AEW is also putting out a good quality show, but then at the end of the day, all everybody's going to see is the ratings. So I hope NXT keeps at it because what happened on Wednesday was was huge. Not just leading into that takeover war games, but I think we're going to be feeling this for the next couple of months. NXT, in my opinion, is not going to beat AEW. Um, and it's, and it doesn't make sense for it to beat AEW. It doesn't need to, but Dynamite, I mean, Dynamite is AEW's flagship. SmackDown. No, that, well, yeah, SmackDown. I was going to say Raw, but Whatever. Raw is not It's either. their main show. So <laughs> right. NXT is, I'm not saying it could never happen, but it's going to be a real build for them because for AEW, they are the focus of a major focus on TNT. They're the focus of the company. They have, a bunch of big time, high level stars. Um, like five. Yeah, that's a bunch. Okay, I said a bunch. Okay, I didn't say tons. Uh, true. I said a bunch. True. Jericho, Cody Rhodes, Goldust. Goldust is a big level high star. He's a star that people have seen on TV for a long time. That's not the same as a high big level star right now. He's he's more known than if you're a casual viewer. Mm-hmm. Goldust would grab you faster than almost everyone on the next day. That's false. No, a casual viewer, someone who's popped into wrestling every once in a while over the years, 
Who are you going to see on NXT that's going to grab you? Adam Cole? Baby. I don't I love I don't, the guy. Not happening. Adam Cole is a superstar. Flat out. Well, he's, 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 he's going to be much more mage than Goldust. But I'm saying in terms of capturing someone. Oh, that's Goldust. I remember him. Is this, the, is this a, is this another version of that Cardi B ludicrous conversation that we, uh, yes, it's almost re- reversed though. I will say this. You were right about Cardi B. I was a hundred. I have never been more frustrated in an argument in my life, as you could tell by me screaming and losing <laughs> yeah. my mind. And real quick for our audience, because I know you guys care. The argument was, we were talking about how Cardi B is joining the Fast and the Furious. And I was saying, I was disappointed. I thought it was going to be a better movie franchise she was joining. And then the, my co-hosts on Hot were like, wait, what do you mean? Think of all the people who were in Fast and the Furious. And I was like, no, I am. Yeah, she's bigger than all of them. And they were like, ludicrous? Except The Rock, who all, he, he, he ditched count. them. Yeah, he doesn't. He ditched them, and he's an actor, not a rapper. So I was talking about the musicians. True. So they said, what about ludicrous? I said, what about ludicrous? Yeah, that question was ludicrous. I, I, ludicrous is a household name. Yeah. In, uh, some household. Yeah. <laughs> Cardi B's in every household. Oh, but what? A, so she has social media. So? I'm not giving you the reasons why she's bigger. I'm telling you she's bigger. And even if you take that away, right? Because Cast One said Bow Wow. Bow Wow hosted 106th and Park for like a week or something like that. Cool. Maybe he, I don't know. Cardi hosted the Tonight Show. Yo, by the she's way. His, she's Jimmy Fallon's guest host. Yo, by the way, man. Where were you? I wish you were listening live so you could have texted me that. I forgot about that. She hosted the Tonight Show for like a week on NBC. Hosted. Not not like Ed McMahon. She was at the desk. Was he not even there? He was not there. She was at the desk. Yo, fam. Come on. I'm about to leave a voice note for the whole group right now. There's Ludic- Ludacris. Great. Great guy. Yo. But Cardi hosted the Tonight Show. Yo. Yo, guys, I can't believe I let that whole argument happen and forgot that Cardi B hosted the goddamn Tonight Show for a week. Bow Wow hosted 106 and Park cast. Ludacris, I don't know, maybe did an episode of Rap City. Cardi hosted the Tonight Show. All right, goodbye. I have a correct. It was co-hosted, but still, it was the Tonight Show. Jimmy was there. She he was there. Still, but still. it was a week, wasn't it? Yeah, the Tonight Show. It doesn't even, if, even if it was one day. The Tonight Show. Anyways, the only argument, it wasn't about who was better, who has more hits. It's just it was, who's bigger. It was who was more mainstream famous. That's it. And I really, so so it's funny. So now I'm arguing the reverse. I'm saying, well, Adam Cole is the man. Right. And now he's a star. Gold dust for, in terms of grabbing viewers, because now NXT is on TV. So if you're hoping to not just get people who are tuning into NXT, because presumably you're putting it on television because you want people beyond the network. Right. I believe that Goldust would, yes, would exist and grab a, not, I'm not talking about change the game, but when I listed people who are known commodities. But like Finn Balor's on NXT, so you think Goldust, if well, somebody's and by the way, choosing between who to watch, Goldust That's why Finn he's Balor. there. Exactly. That's why he's there. And but, I wonder who else is going to come. And there has to be more. And again, this is why SGG may eventually lose his argument. We'll see about NXT suffering because they're going to need more and more people <laughs> to come over if they are truly trying to compete on cable. Now, I think that's fine as long and, – and you will ultimately be right and the show won't suffer. 
they could bring other people as long as Triple H keeps doing the show the way he's been doing it. Yeah. It's not about the talent being unknown. It's about the way Triple H puts together the product. He builds he, – he's the better – I don't know if you want to say promoter, showrunner, whatever it is. Across the board, in the whole game, he's the best one. He's better than Vince. He's better than Cody. He's better than Gato in Japan. He's better than Jim Smallman. He's the best one. I, period. I, better than Gabe Sapolsky. I, I think it's tough to argue that people that anyone's doing better shows consistently than – It's uh, been like five years. Yeah. These shows have been awesome for a very long time. So um, – but it, it'll be interesting to see because I, I do think AEW, they're the flagship show. They're going to beat NXT for a while, which is – it's interesting because – I don't think about the battle being AEW NXT. Right, and that's what I was going to say is the unfortunate part for AEW, right? Because, like you said, they're going to be beating NXT for a while. But them being on Wednesdays with NXT is sort of, they're in a no-win situation, really, right? Because if you lose to NXT, you lost to the baby bro, like number three baby bro. If you beat NXT, you beat the baby bro. You still... Beating our little bro, right? So they, uh, that's what made it a smart move by Vince. Until ultimately. they until they double their numbers, almost right. triple it. It almost not that it doesn't matter, but no, they have to, still not in the same league. I I agree. I mean, listen, and the, this is going to be a long. That's why this is all a long battle. So, first of all, I wanted to give props to Triple H for pulling out that awesome end to NXT. I did not watch the whole NXT show yet. Um, I honestly, I'm. Very invested in the Nationals and the World Series. <laughs> As so, you should be. Yes. It's nice to have DC having something nice happening. So last night I was watching the World Series. Today I watched AEW and only got to see um, the, bi- the the big end with Finn on uh, NXT. Would you have been conflicted at all if it was uh, Yankees in there? No. Uh, oh, I still wouldn't have been. Able- I still would have only watched baseball, yeah. No, but I mean like. Do you mean- oh, oh, playing the Nationals? Hell no. <laughs> okay. Not even close. Yeah, of course not. You didn't even the question didn't even register properly because it was so absurd. I thought, yeah, I thought you meant in between the Yankees and wrestling. I was like, no, I still want to watch the Yankees because I got to watch it for work. But then you said, wait, what? <laughs> Against the net? No, the Nationals. I have a long, weird story with how I've gotten here, but ultimately, you know, because they came to into existence as I was leaving DC. Uh. So I, I actually did go to their first game ever, and it was in Philadelphia. Um, but then. I moved and, but it's weird to still have a connection to the Orioles when I'm not from Baltimore and now the place I am from has a team. But it's also weird because that team kind of came into prominence while I was gone. Yeah. But what I found still is. Still a hometown team though. But what I found is that based on people I love loving this team and based on, you know, just the last few years of hoping they would just win a damn playoff game, just win a series, it's made this year very, very satisfying. So, Anyways, I was uh, a little bit checked out, and I watched AEW today um, and got through most of it. Um, I really I, – Greg and I disagreed. I really enjoyed the Jericho-Cody thing. You did not. Hated it. I, I hated the, the talking part of it. The you, Jericho – You liked the fighting part when they went into the hallway. Yeah, the fighting part is dope. Like a, a hallway brawl You're up, always you're dope. Mm-hmm. I mean – the, the luxury box wasn't that luxurious when we actually got close to it. It's sort of in like a closet. So, but that's, that's it. I did like MJF giving him the scarf though. <laughs> yeah. I thought that, God, was, that was fire. If you didn't see it, Cody's trying to get into the Jericho Bates basically keeps talking ish. 
He's got the inner circle with him. And then, you know, he's like, it's four on one. What are you going to do, Rhodes? And then Goldust comes out. He's like, oh, really? It's four on two. What are you going to do, Rhodes? And then MJF comes out. He's like, it's still still four four on three. three. And then there's a part that I liked. And if you didn't see it yet, DDP comes out as the fourth. I enjoyed that. Here was my concern. I was scared it was going to be Cody and Goldust and the Bucks. And I, I thought so too. And let me tell, I'm gonna tell you know what? So here's a hot take. I've been very good to AEW. I really am the loving shoot the show. Arrow, but spares no one. Trust me when I tell you. I have to be honest. Welcome to the what? I'm, I'm not a big Bucks guy. I'm not. And and I don't know if it was Goldstein who ruined this for me when he started bringing up his criticism of them on the first night. They're cool. They're cool. <laughs> we'll give them that. They're they're they can ra- they can they can do acrobatic cool things in the ring for sure, and they have charisma. They have to get out of those pants, yo. I, I, <laughs> I, they pause, but they have to get out of those tights. They have to change that look. That like it's so intentionally hokey, and like yes, the show feels old school. It has a the 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 ring apron being black. Mm-hmm. Like it has a WCW, it feels more like WCW, and guess what? I love it. I, I, that's what I wanted. I missed having a WCW alternative. Well, now you have two. Yeah, and now I have a couple because NWA's yeah. back. Yeah. So I, I love, and that, and that kind of fulfills a different feeling. NWA power. Yeah. Of like the, vi- do you get to watch some? I did. All right, so we'll get to that. A very old school vibe. I like that this feels like '90s WCW. But it's a little, as of now, the booking's smarter than at least our last memories of WCW, which ended <laughs> repug. Right. And it has great wrestlers in it, right? And it's not nearly as much of a nostalgia act as late WCW. They are building new uh, stars in in uh, AEW, and I'm here for it. But the Bucks, I know it's their company, and obviously they play an important role. I really wish they would update what their characters are. There is a, if you're, okay, if you're someone who's always respected them and has seen a couple matches here and there, but was hardly running, you know, to every ROH show to see them and certainly didn't go watching shows all over the world to be a super young bucks mark. If you're just like me and you know what? I bet we have a lot of listeners in the same category. Of course. Most of our listeners are in the same category. 100%. You've heard all about them. Best tag team in the world. But when you see them, you're kind of like, these guys? Yo, y'all are kind of like the Hardy Boys of Jace with bad tights. Yeah. Like, I I just, they're, they're, and that doesn't mean they're not good, and it doesn't mean they're not valuable. They are. They're the Hardy Boys dressed as the Rockers. I mean, yeah. Yeah. There's like a little bit of Miz and Morrison to them. Yeah. I, I know that's blasphemy to some people. There, some people just unsubscribed. But uh, I'm sorry. Like, and my point is not that they don't have a role there, but it, there's two options: update the brand because I don't think it fits on this biggest stage. I don't. When you look at the other brands they have right now that are that are hot, Darby Allen is something different, yeah. right? Um, Kenny Omega is one of the best wrestlers in the world, and he's just like this straight-ahead athlete you <laughs> Unless have you to ask respect. Seth Rollins. Unless you ask Seth Rollins, which I'm enjoying. We'll get to that, too. Um, MJF, different. You know, and it's a nice little polished brand we haven't seen before. And it, the, the problem with the Bucks, too, is that 
they're not the only ones like this on this show. I mean, the Dark Order. No. Dressed like they just threw on some stuff they found in the, in the, in the hamper. I would say these are the places where AEW has to clean it up a little bit. Now that would be a very hard conversation for Matt and Nick Jackson who run the company <laughs> to be like, hey fam. <laughs> yeah. And, and listen, I, I'm sure you people, some people out there think I'm a hack and what are you talking about? But to me, when I see them come out in the tights and do the muscle pose without big muscles that they yeah, do. Yeah, I've never understood I, I, that I don't either. Get, I, mean, I don't know if it's supposed to be ironic and I just don't get it. You know, maybe that's what it is. Um, but it's possible, right? Cause it's, like, it is possible because I haven't been on board. That's the conversation we had about Jericho doing the little countdown this week that it was supposed to be. So, so, so the brew where me and where Greg and I disagreed was I thought Jericho's hokiness where he's like, come on. It's just one of you. Oh, it's only two of you. I thought it was funny. I think Jericho is leaning into the fact that his character is kind of pathetic. Like, I think heel Jericho so far is a pathetic, you know, and MJF was yelling him in the hallway. He's yelling at him, midlife crisis, Chris. (laughs) And I think that is kind of part of the character is how pathetic and over the top he is. And he was like, he whines and cries and is stupid kind of, he has this heelish, it's a, it's a new twist on Jericho actually. It's a, and you guys know I've not been high on Jericho and I've given him a hard time many times, but I really like what he's doing with this character. I understand why you would have thought it was cheesy too. I could have argued it that way too. It felt dumb. It felt the, the countdown was not needed because then. Every time he said that, I was like, okay, did, okay who else is coming did you, out? Did you pop when he said, who 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 wears a scarf? I did. That was great. <laughs> MJF comes out with a scarf and he goes, who wears a scarf? I mean, it's it's weird, right? Because sometimes when they do that, they, they do a lot of callbacks to WWE stuff. They do. They do. So, I mean, Cody even said it. This isn't like the other place where we were, yeah. where there's an invisible fence or whatever he said. Right. I didn't quite understand it, actually. but Yeah, because, I mean. Cody was really well dressed, though. People have run up. On you in the luxury box before, like that. Yeah, this is what happened. That what what they did wasn't. People have like Daniel Bryan was in the concession stand and got yeah, beat up recently by the hot dogs and the pretzels. Yeah, <laughs> a few months ago. So like, so I, don't get me wrong. I like the talking ish, and I'm here for it. And I love Cody, and I think Cody's. I actually, you know what else I liked about it? When Cody comes out, he announced that he had this big promo to cut. First of all, in yeah. advance, he put up a tweet that gets you like, oh, what's Cody going to come out and say? And then the second he starts talking. The inner circle in a in a luxury box. I liked that they interrupted them with the air horns and stuff. It was <laughs> yeah. sort of a new twist on like how do you actually – and it actually seemed like it would be legitimately hard for Cody to cut a promo <laughs> with someone hitting air horns. And now, I mean, it's But I don't know why Jericho had a mic. Much better than the what chance. I don't oh. know why Jericho had But a then mic. Jericho all of a sudden has a mic. And if he had like, a megaphone, that would have been crazy. The megaphone would have been a great idea. Super gimmick infringement, but would have been crazy. Um, what did we just mention that we then skip past? Seth Rollins. So where was Seth doing that interview? I do not know. Oh, and by the way, outside the ring, you are such a failure. What about CM Punk this week? Well, he didn't show up. What do you mean, what about him? CM Punk, uh, someone asked him what it would take for him to come back to wrestling, and he said a really big bag. Oh, yeah. I mean, we knew that. Though. No, we, no, we that's knew news. That. that is news. It is, it, it is the, news. Because his stance is softening. His it stance is, is clearly <laughs> softening. Yeah, 100%. And it is news because he said it. But, I mean, come on. We've said this from the beginning, right? This is the wrestling business. WWE always says never say never, and it's the one thing that they used to get everybody back. That's how they got Brett back. That's how they got everybody back. The bag. The bag. And the legacy. Brett saw that uh, Destruction of Warrior, Self-Destruction of Ultimate Warrior DVD. Which, that going to be me. Which Exactly. And 
curiously, it's very hard to find. So now you have WWE who told us in one DVD that Ultimate Warrior is trash and is the worst pro wrestler ever. And in another DVD, it's like Ultimate Warrior is the greatest. And this is look at this legend. And now you can't find the old one. Now you can't find the old one. And again, I have it. You can only run so far. <laughs> I'll post it on YouTube tomorrow. Um, but I mean, they have tricks up their sleeve. And one of those tricks is the bag. So Punk, Punk did say though, and he's been asked about it more. He had another quote. There's a, cause he's promoting this movie. I'm trying to get him on the podcast, full disclosure, but he, he did another interview related to the movie and he was asked about it again, Greg, and his stance was soft again. It was like, well, I've always said no. But really, it's because blah blah blah. It it's changing. Yeah, and I think part of it too is because his legal troubles are over. Like it's hard for him to play nice when he's got to see that doctor in court. Yeah, why don't you? And why if he went on one more run, three or four years, um, even less, two or three years? What type of schedule would you give him? I would say he does a TV only schedule, basically no house shows. Okay, not a Brock schedule. Every TV. You know, every Raw or SmackDown. It's so like a Ronda schedule. Was she doing a, house shows? Occasionally. Occasionally. So I would say he would do a Ronda kind of schedule. And I would say if he did that for two to three years, he could get, with everything else, merch, et cetera, probably over $10 million. Now, where do you put him? Does he do like a TV-only schedule on Raw? See, now here's what, I, here's, what I, here's what I would do. If, I, if WWE is the one who wins this and gets him, I would say I would put him on Raw. I would make him the face of Raw because he is not a super mainstream star. He's a super wrestling star. So in order to keep in order to keep Raw relevant and powerful, which I think is important, yeah. I that's what I would be thinking. Now also though, there's a chance that the cons and TNT come with that bag. And yeah. if if he goes there, well, now we got a war. Well, I mean, for them to do that though, right? Because he's already been public about this. They would have to have better business sense. He's already blasted them for the way they make, quote-unquote, offers to him. Just like casual yeah, reach-outs. he's outs. not really feeling it. So they'd have to step their game up. I think because of the way their company came together, which is just like a group of friends. Well, hold on. But SGG, but let's be fair. If he's willing to forgive what things have happened with WWE for a bag. He didn't say he was willing to forgive No, 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 it. but I mean, I mean, I mean. sleep a little bit easier at night knowing it, that his his bank account. If he was able to look past it for the bag, I'm sure he'd look past the inappropriate text messaging of an offer if the bag was right. True. Whoever but, comes with that bag. But doesn't that tell you that the bag wasn't right initially if he was just like. We're changing the name of the podcast, by the way, to the bag. <laughs> yeah. But doesn't that tell you Well, you know, no, no, no. It initially, it didn't come with enough money. And but if they did come with enough money, now here's the question: How big of an impact would Punk have on AEW ratings? Oh my God, it would, it would skyrocket. First of all, he would be, he would do exactly what everybody feels like Jericho is doing for AEW, like this legend, good on the mic, good in the ring, carrying the company. He'd he'd kill it. But he, you think he'd be much more so than Jericho? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that if, if they're hovering at a million now. What would he push the number to in a consistent way? The truth is, on a consistent basis, I think if they end up leveling off at around a million right now, and he were to show up next week, five hundred thousand. Yeah, I think they. I think they'd end up being around one point five million every week instead. Yeah. I think he could get them five hundred thousand. But it also does more than that, right? It legitimizes their championship. You know, Jericho did this as well. It legitimizes their championship. It legitimizes their brand. 
It gets them into bigger arenas because, I mean, WWE shows up at schools too, but WWE is not running a show at Temple. No disrespect to Philly. Great city. Oh, no. Let's see what uh, – should we listen to what obnoxious message Ebro sent back? <laughs> let's hear it. Probably going to have to edit this out when it's inappropriate. Nitro has become the TV equivalent of Adult <laughs> Sesame Street. Uh, it's all that Tonight Show is about. If it ain't Jimmy Fallon rapping, it's Black Dog freestyling, it's <laughs> rapping, lip syncing. It's all rap. So they allow- had to do some. Allow- so it's still oh, he didn't win the argument. He didn't. Though. And allow me to retort, right? Hold on. Hold on, I'm have you retort. My my lawyer, stack guy Greg, is going to retort to that comment. Go ahead. Sorry, Greg. The Tonight Show, you said it's adult Sesame Street. Well, guess what? Sesame Street is bigger than Ludacris, too. Yeah, it's the most mainstream thing in the world. Yeah, Sesame they're on Street, HBO bro. and PBS. They get, they're supposed to be on free TV and they still got a bag for the same episodes. Come Are you on, kidding man. me? You're th- that's why you're a great lawyer, by the way. Seth Rollins. We talked about CM Punk. Man, there's a lot. I didn't realize how much there was this week. I don't, I don't even know if we're going to get to the mailbag. I feel so bad here. We could we could do like two pieces. Mail. All right, we'll get to that. Uh, what's the Seth Rollins story? Where was he? I don't know where he was, who he was talking to, but this is Seth Rollins. I'll say this: I do like when he talks trash, but he he always gets flamed back. He made a comment about Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. and in the comment, he referred to AEW as the minor leagues, and basically told Kenny Omega, um. What I agree with, actually, which is that if you want to be the best and go down among the best in this business, you need one solid WWE run. I'm sorry. You need it. Mm. It doesn't have to be a WrestleMania main event. A WrestleMania match will do. A couple of championships here and there. But you need it. AJ has one, and now AJ gets to stake his claim among the giants of this industry. Nakamura has one. Everybody, Adam Cole is in WWE right now. Everybody who claimed to be the best came to the company that has the best collection of talent. That's not a disrespectful dig or anything to the AEW roster, but the best collection of talent is in the WWE umbrella. So if you want to be among the best. Well, now here's the thing. I, you guys know I always felt strongly that I've said many times Kenny Omega had to come here. And what was the exact words he used? <laughs> AEW want... is part time or small time? Small time. So. Minor leagues was the exact AEW's minor leagues. Well, which I mean, it's fair. It's let's fair. go to Conrad and Jr.'s podcast and hear exactly what Jr. said. This is from Grill and Jr. I'm going to find it. Uh, it came out that during some sort of Comic Con style Here we Q&A go. panel, <laughs> yeah, uh, buddy. Seth Rollins was asked about Kenny Omega, and he said, "Quote: When Kenny's done playing in the minor leagues over there, Kenny can come work at the absolute top professional wrestling company in the world, in front of the most people, and make the most money." And have the biggest matches, which is with me at WrestleMania. And I no lies. When I saw that, boy, that's going to chap Jr.'s ass. So what say you? You're right. It's, it's, I'm pissed off about it. And I, here's why I'm pissed off about it. Number one, uh, it doesn't do any favors for our business. Our business in general, any promotion. In the, in, in the total of all the wrestling business, pro wrestling business, is bigger than any individual. Now, I'm not inferring that Seth thinks he's bigger than the business, but by what he says, sometimes you could you could you could make that assessment, rightly or wrongly. You can't. 
but it's just for a, it's not a classy thing to say uh, for an athlete of his uh, de- uh, designation. Uh, you know, maybe someday he'll be as over as his girlfriend. I don't know. <laughs> so that would be the line that people were really talking about. Man, I didn't hear Seth Rollins say anything wrong, anything that was a lie. And also, here's here's the thing. Um, Love Jr., but is he giving that same speech to the AEW locker room every week? Because they're taking shots every week. And and here's the thing: I actually don't think what Jr. did was uh, what Seth did was bad for business. It for was anyone. great for business. He just implied. That Kenny Omega should basically be main eventing WrestleMania with Seth Rollins. In my opinion, that's a high compliment. If I'm WWE, I might have been like, hey, dude, don't talk about Kenny Omega being at WrestleMania. No one told you that he's going to be at WrestleMania. You decided that. (laughs) So I I think WWE might have more room to be mad. If I'm AEW, I go, that's fantastic. One of the biggest guys in WWE is talking about one of our biggest guys being worthy of a WrestleMania match. So I, and then, you know, JR, I listen to Grill and JR all the time. Shout out to Conrad and, uh, and JR. I really enjoy listening to Jim Ross tell stories. Um, always have. And, uh, he gets very caught up these days though in A, tweets that people have for him. <laughs> Last week he was on fire how mad he was getting. Um, and he, uh, you know, listen, I don't agree with all the criticism he gets. You know, a lot of people say that JR's mailing it in. I, we've said this. I don't believe that to be the case. I think what you have to deal with the fact is you're getting a 67 year old Jim Ross. It's yeah. just what it is. And I think Excalibur gets better every week. As I've said, Tony Schiavone is great. Golden. What they have to figure out is specific roles, in my opinion. I believe that their commentary table, what's the difference between the role of JR and Tony Schiavone? Tony Schiavone is supposed to take you back to the early 90s and JR is supposed to bring you back to like 98, 99? Right, I, mean, I, I guess. Or the late 80s. Yeah. I don't know. JR could take you back to like late 80s WCW or, you know, really early 90s. Right. Or he could take you to late 90s uh, WWE. WWE. But I think they need to settle in on what make the what makes those guys different. Um, I also wouldn't, I think, I don't think I'd send Schiavone to the ring for interviews. They had Shivani in the ring with, with Cody. Cody. Yeah, who do you send though? Jen Sturger. Well, I didn't know that Jen Sturger was working there. Um, I don't know. I don't know. There, I told you there are other talent that they've thrown in different places. I'm not sure about. That's like the <laughs> one. And am I biased about that because I think I'd be better than everyone? Of course I am. But that doesn't make you biased. That means I mean it makes on. it might be a true, but I still am biased. I still am. I'm biased well, yeah, because yeah. I at least want the offer, even if I'm not able to do it. I'm the kind of person who wants the invite to the party, even if I'm going to say no. But I feel like an independent outside observer will still come to the conclusion that, you know, Peter Rosenberg is the best man for this job when it comes to putting a microphone in somebody's hand. That's, I think it's a reasonable, I think what you're saying, I think you made a lot of salient points. And I think that's very reasonable points what you just made. said. Um, but I don't know. I, I think that, I in. I think the commentary desk is getting better. I think they have the potential to be really good. I think they have to settle in on, the roles of JR and Tony Schiavone. Cause I think I just, I know that I'm a nerd about the broadcasting part of it, but I'm just listening. I'm like, who's doing what? Who's play by play? Right. Cause JR is not really play by play. It's Excalibur. JR doesn't call moves anymore, really. Excalibur does. Excalibur knows the names of all the current moves. Well, yeah. And that's, that's and, part of the problem too, right? With having JR at the desk. Cause he doesn't know who's doing what, but, but people got mad that he called Jungle Boy by his name. That, yeah, that was, yo, dumb. guys. 
He's a broad. He. You know how honored Jungle Boy must be that Jr. <laughs> came up with a nickname for him. Shut the f- up. I said it. That is ludicrous. You think he was like used my proper name, J- Jim Ross? Jim Ross just gave him a nickname. You know how tight that is. The, and and he did he even know if Jim Ross knew his name? Exactly. He probably, now, he probably didn't even know if Jim Ross knew his name. And it's not like he made up some ridiculous nickname. He just added his real name to Jungle Boy. It, people really have too much time. These purists. These, pe- these purists writing hate mail to Jr. I don't know what the hell's wrong with you. Um. Anyways, but I don't agree with Jr.'s take on on Seth. I and I don't know why he takes it so personally. And the idea of acting like there's not going to be competition. The competition's good. He Jr. is really big on saying there's room for everything. There's no need to compete. It's a really nice thought. It's elevated thought from a man who is 67 years old, has been through a lot, has learned a lot, has found that for him to find happiness in his life, it it's a different sort of men- mentality. Imagine telling that to 42 year old Jr. Yeah, exactly. That's not and that's not what we want to see. Him no. telling that to us. We would know. We, everyone wants to fight, right? You know, like I. I understand that there is room for me to be a broadcaster and there is room for the breakfast club to do what they do. But that doesn't mean that I'm not going to take opportunities to trash the breakfast club. Of course of, not. Of, that's It's cool. Now, it's another thing if you go and if I see them in real life, I'm going to kill them. Well, okay. Yeah. Now you need too to far. All too right. Far. Relax. But to be like. Yeah, I think I'm the best, and I want to be better than them, and I want their show to go away, and I want my show to win. Right. Even like when you think about, even if you don't mean it, it it's 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 part of getting yourself motivated to do a good job. Yeah. Even like when you think about the biggest beefs in 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 all of all of conflict, right? What does Suge Knight say? If you're tired of your producer dancing in the videos, taking all the money, being the star. Come to death row. That's how he ended that statement. And that's all that Seth is doing. If you're tired of being in the minor leagues, playing with these kids to a small-time audience in these high school gymnasiums. See, but why do you have to use the, the, the Suge reference? Because look how Suge's story ended. It's terrible. You, the guy who stayed on top for a couple more years and then literally just became like it got worse and worse by the year. <laughs> it's there true, was, but the point, the point, the is, point though, is the statement. Let's focus think, on the when words. When you think that you're the best – you want everybody to be where you are. You don't go seek anybody out. You want to be, prove that you're the best? Come and compete among the best. And, and and by the way, what Seth said, I mean, all he did say was, if you want to come to the company that has the most audience, the most money, the most prestige, he wasn't lying. No, all of that is facts. So he didn't say, I mean, he called it minor leagues. I would say it's not, I don't think of it as the minor leagues. I'll say that. I don't, I don't agree with him in that regard. I, I actually believe you know, I am a really commi- What makes it major though? What makes it not minor leagues? I don't I just watch the product and I think NXT is minor leagues and I don't think AEW is. What makes AEW not minor leagues though? Because the, you the like fact, the fact that it's um on prime time on TNT, that alone basically you're not minor leagues anymore. Let's remember TNT felt minor leagues and that thing was on in a six-sided ring on Spike. <laughs> this this I don't know man that TNA TNA what did I say you said TNT felt minor leagues sorry TNA mm-hmm. um, TNA felt minor leagues because it was in a six sided ring on Spike AEW man between between Cody Rhodes and the story that led to how it emerged it's a made story but that doesn't make it no major no but league. I'm saying the combination of the made story 
mixed with that TNT logo on that Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, I, the truth of the matter is this week I put up a poll. What are you most looking forward to? What does poll rhyme with? Troll. Are you really going to cite this as if this was some scientific? No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not worried about the results of the poll. The reason I posted the poll is because I realized I was most looking forward to AEW. And you want to see who else? And I wanted to see what, how people felt because what, I, what are the what are the results of the troll poll? Oh, so you are curious about the troll poll, even though you dissed it. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't diss it. I'm just stating a fact, but I am still curious about what. It's not a diss song; it's just a real song. <laughs> exactly. Um, the poll ended up getting 1,700 votes, so it's not that big a number. Just that's a decent sample size, though. 51 percent AEW, 16 percent for Raw. 19% for NXT. And how about this? The most interesting thing, SmackDown dead last. That Now listen, when it, when you add it all up, it's a 50-50 split between AEW and WWE. Yeah. 51-49 in favor of AEW. Let's call it 50-50. However, the fact that SmackDown is 14, it to me is the most interesting piece. Well, you, we know why, right? That, that, that Wrestling fans who are voting on this, because the people <laughs> voting are wrestling fans. Have to be. They don't care. Right? Yeah. And the show they're aiming is not for them. Yeah. Fox, I mean, I like what Fox is doing with it. I'm not going to lie. Fox makes it well, production-wise. Yeah, Fox makes it feel mage. Fox feels like they're throwing the full weight of, of all of their brands behind it, which is a support that WWE hasn't ever had, I don't think. So you have to respect that. Um, it, it makes it feel like it's not ours anymore. Do you, um, you want to do a little bit of mailbag or no? Yeah, let's do it. Did you, were there any that you saw that you wanted that you cared to get to? Uh, no, I can't say that. All right, so I'll, I'll we'll hit a couple real quick because um, this episode ended up being more than I. Before we get into the mailbag, while you're searching for that, I do want to say that I have a, a giveaway coming up for our cheap heat listeners. Okay, our friends at Boom Studios—they're releasing uh, the fourth edition of their WWE anthology, WWE Then. Now Forever, Volume 4. It's How gonna, nice. It's going to be in comic shops on Wednesday, October 4th. Bookstores, November 5th. Um, collects a bunch of different short stories. If you're into comic books in WWE, this is the perfect. When are we doing this? We're doing this right now. You're doing a giveaway right now? We're going to do one right now. I have five to give away. We're going to do one winner right now. Okay. And we're going to give four other people the opportunity to send in their hot takes into the mailbag. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. Okay. Let us know what you think about. This AEW NXT rivalry. That's all they have to do. That's all they have to do. What do they think of the rivalry? What do they think of this WWE? And you might this... select these people. No, I'm going to be impartial. I'm going to let you select. Them. I'm not even. I'm going to be hands. How many off. am I selecting? Four, four winners. All not right. the first four, but just people who come with the hottest takes and the most flame in the pit. Because this is cheap heat, after all. The shoot arrow. I mean, that is a fact. It is the. Welcome to the shoot arrow, baby. Welcome to the what? Thank you, Mars. Um, so we got one winner coming up tonight and then four next week, and then I'll make sure all of those get mailed out to you guys. And, guys, before we get to that, uh, before we get to the mailbag, um, I want to make sure all of you check out the brand-new ESPN podcast, ESPN Daily, hosted by Mina Kimes. It's Monday through Friday, and she takes a look at the most interesting stories at ESPN in 20 minutes. Listen and subscribe now to ESPN Daily, wherever you find your podcasts. It's blowing up. It's every day. It's ESPN's version of the Daily. So, you know, you get your own every morning. You get, boom, 20 minutes of everything you need to know in sports. So um, big shout-out to Mina Kimes and the people over at ESPN Daily. All right. David writes us. 
Uh, hold on. David writes us. Mail. Rosenberg, read this on the pod, you mother lover. <laughs> I'm an elementary school counselor in Pennsylvania. I just got back from a, doing a guidance lesson with uh, students um, about taking the perspective of others, something we lack in America these days. So I think it's important to teach kids it's okay to think differently. But we all deserve respect. At the end of the lesson, a young girl said, Mr. Caldwell, that lesson was mage. Yes, I talk about WWE all the time with my students. Yes, I had I just had lunch with some boys yesterday to discuss their favorite wrestlers. And yes, I tell students making good choices is mage. And not thinking <laughs> before acting is repug. <laughs> Thanks for the podcast, guys. Been listening for years. Keep at it with the shoot era. That's what we want. Also, if you don't read this on the air, I'm going to drive to Philly and give Greg a stunner. <laughs> Thank you for saving me. Um Oh, I'm speaking of stunner, by the way. Oh yeah. Before you get to that, oh, what's up? Congratulations, David! You win. That's it for the kids. You got to do it for the kids. Yo, man, he has the kids. Well, and they can all look at the book. Yeah, and he has them speaking in cheap heat speak. I mean, come on, yo. You know what? I didn't think it was gonna Facts. get. I don't think it's gonna get better than that. Welcome to the what? Congratulations, David. What terrible stunner did KO hit this week that made me be like, yo, this stunner on AJ Styles, which it was, yo it was so trash. It's not. It's just not happening. I'm, and I it's mean, not. It, what is it? What is it that he's doing wrong? I don't know. I mean, listen, it's not right. No, I'll say the one on Monday was not right. I usually am fine with his stunners, but the okay. one on Monday was not right. <laughs> okay, instead of KO, they're okay. No, yeah, the KO, they're, <laughs> instead of KO, they're okay. Yeah, they're not KO. No, simply okay. And yeah, every stunner he hits these days, I, I feel like it's when Stone Cold hit it on Linda McMahon, <laughs> right? <laughs> It's sort of sad, too, because it's always AJ Styles. Like, they had a rivalry a few years ago for that U.S. championship that people were looking forward to, and it just didn't deliver. Chris writes us, With the rise of AEW, the logical storyline progression says that the J.E.W. faction shocks the world and shows up on Dynamite. Jew World Order would be big. Can you imagine if you were watching Dynamite one week and you just hear this? Today, Greg comes walking out in his suit. Zach wearing like some very Brooklyn hipster outfit with his yeah. glasses. Zach and Shoemaker will be our hipster tag team. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the Brooklyn hipsters? Yeah. The Brooklyn hipsters! I like that. Yeah. We'll see. I'll see if it happens. Um, oh, man. Oh, no. What happened? So this guy, Eric, wrote an email last week, and I wrote back to it. Sometimes I just write back to people's emails. Sometimes I read them. Sometimes I do nothing, and I'm a schmuck, but I do the best I can. Anyways... No, I gotta read this again. So, Eric writes us. Mail. Hey Pete, thanks for the reply. It really helped me. I lost my best friend in the whole world, my dog Reggie Boy, this weekend. But seeing your reply was a really nice surprise to see in this tough time. Thank you, I needed it. I needed something to take my mind off this most terrible situation, even if just for 30 seconds. Give Bear a big hug and kiss for me. Love you guys, sweet Pete and SGG, the best in the biz. Stay mage, Eric. And, and give Bear a, a big hug and a kiss from me too and uh, ask for my forgiveness. <sighs> he barely, I don't know if I can even bring you up around Bear. <laughs> I just want to send love to you, Eric, man. I'm so sorry that you, you're going through that, especially because I feel with my relationship with Bear that, you know, the, that day eventually comes 
It's the hardest part of having a, a pet. And some people will get it, and there will always be people who are like, it's a dog. That exists, you know. But it's like even – but it's, like, and I'm not comparing it to the loss of human life because no, I but it's just like the loss of anything that you've had in your life for years, like that you love. Yeah, it doesn't like, like, you know, it's just frustrating because it, it feels like when people lose their pets, they don't feel necessarily able to take a couple days off from work or go to work and be like, "Don't talk to me," like I need time. Whereas when it's human death. You know, naturally, people give you the proper. It's like we're going to go over the top, which is yeah. which can be nice. Send flowers and necessary. Send delicious chicken. Send delicious what chicken, do. whatever it is. But it's it's annoying that it's okay. I think I, I think I'm, I think I'm onto something. I'm not that smart, but I think I'm onto something. <laughs> Here's the annoying part: being sympathetic. It's supposed to be your care for or empathetic, sympathetic. You're doing it for. The feelings of the person affected. Right. When you decide that, well, it's just your pet, it's just a dog, and you don't give them the sympathy if it's someone who you know loves that pet, why are you deciding what they should be most sad about? <laughs> right. If they're really, I mean, I would like to think, given the way I live my life, that it, when the time comes that I have to say goodbye in this world to bear, I would like to think that people are going to be like, oh, ish, he loves that dog. Right. But you still don't know. And I can just imagine how hard that would be to not have pe- – and maybe Eric is going to work and people are treating him like gold. And I hope that's the case. Should be but, the case. But I do feel for people because I, I just have seen – and by the way, I am someone who has gone through immense, tragic human loss also. So I understand it. But I'm just saying – I've never had a pet like Bear. I've had other pets that I loved. Right. For sure. <laughs> but, but I had a dog when I was little. Are you saying that if – so those pets passed and then whatever you felt, you already know like it's nothing compared to how you get No, them. not even close. And I loved – my cat as a kid, <laughs> Murray, I loved Murray. Like, <laughs> you told stories about Murray. Murray's iconic. He's a mage cat. All right? And I loved him. Um, And Tyson, my next cat. I love Tyson. Herbie, who I had as a kid, a dog, I was super little. And, I mean, he wasn't a great dog, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Now, I don't want to tell you, Greg. I'm worried that if I tell you one key factor about Herbie, you're going to instantly be upset about what I just said. What are you going to say? Is he blues black? <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. First of all, his name is Herbie. Do you know any white Herbies? Nobody, no one knows a white Herbie. So P gets this black dog. I didn't get him. They had him before I was born. <laughs> so P, first black friend. The first black his friend. His name's Herbie. Herbie kicks the bucket. He doesn't even care. No, I was actually, I cried. I wept. I was sad. But historically, Herbie was like this uh, poodle terrier mix. You don't even care. By the way, if anyone knows anything about dogs. Poodle Terrier mix. Those are two mean breeds to even mix in the first place. So you're saying that this black – now he's aggressive. Now you're oh, stereotyping no, no. Herbie. <laughs> Yo, he sent my brother to the hospital. He bit his nose. Yo, justice for Herbie. What is- <laughs> justice for Herbie. Hashtag. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to get a picture. Yo, we might have to do a shirt. We might have to do a shirt this with a picture of Herbie on it that says justice for Herbie. Yeah. But, but yes, Bear is on a different level. So I just I just have heard people do that before like when people lose a pet. black dog. <laughs> 
How dare you? <laughs> he was an angry black no, dog. No, no, I was not standing for it. He was mean, he was mean to people. Oh, not, not me though. Him and I actually had a great relationship. Other people though, <laughs> like Nick. <laughs> by the way, it was so old school. My brother got bit by Herbie when he was like literally like two, three years old. Herbie bit his face. Oh my god! Nick had to go to the hospital. We kept Herbie for another 15 years. <laughs> like, in these days now, people, they get bit and they're like, well, we have to give the dog yeah. back. My parents were like, I mean, listen, y'all got to figure out how to get along. <laughs> what are you going to do? He's our dog. I mean, listen, he's kind of a, he's kind of a jerk, but you're going to have to, y'all have to figure it out. <laughs> now it's like, well, we have to go back to the breeder, the, uh, the pound. We're going to find a nice no kill shelter. No, we're going to figure it out. Herbie, try not to bite the baby again. Yeah. We're going to try <laughs> to figure this out. <laughs> Oh, uh, let, me, let me let me read a more upbeat message. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that angry black dog anymore. Disrespectful. We got you, Herbie. We got you. Twitter's gonna help you. <laughs> yeah. Basically. All right. Brian writes us. Let's see how negative this is. I haven't read it yet. The subject is WWE is going downhill. Sup Rosenberg and Statalia. Excuse me. I'm currently. In college, I've been watching WWE since 2010 when CM Punk was becoming mage. Why do we get angry when WWE does something stupid and makes no sense and let them off the hook after a week? From Shane McMahon magically getting control of SmackDown after losing to The Undertaker to saying the WWE Universe would run the show for now to having a Hell in a Cell match and in a DQ, that was crazy and we shouldn't accept that. They play us as fools and we continue to watch weekly. I hope the emergence of AEW will force them to step up their game and take their fans seriously. After that rant, just want to let you know I'm a big fan of you from the uh, pre-shows and, of course, the Michael K. Show. Listen to that every day, by the way. Keep doing what you're doing, and please help us. Please help keep us sane from this corrupt WWE. <laughs> Thanks, Brian C. P.S. It was cringe when Colin Cowherd uttered the words WWE and interviewed Hulk Hogan. I wonder how much he got paid for that. I don't think he got paid for it. I think Colin Coward just knows where the bread gets buttered. Yeah. And WWE Fox is in business, so Colin's gonna play along. Um let's see. <laughs> Bo sent me a funny meme. Did you read see the meme? Mail. Uh it was it says hits blunt. If WWE signs CM Punk again. Will he automatically get a title shot because he's a former UFC star? And then it has the the two the look of the two high dudes looking at each other. <laughs> it's true. That was like a good, the question being that's like, a good question because he well I, star star UFC see, star. You, see, that's the problem. The differences between him and Ronda Rousey, Kane Velasquez, and Brock Lesnar. There's a big difference there. Black guy's opinion on our truth? I'm interested. Mail. From Aaron Brown. Yo, Pete, love the show. Big fan of insert SUG latest nickname here. As a black guy who has watched wrestling since the late 80s, there have been some questionable racist characters. But I don't see our truth as the stereotypical dumb black guy. Actually, what I see, what I see more is truth playing a veteran in the biz who has suffered from CTE or something similar. <laughs> CT is not a joke, but that no, but that hilarious. but I did not think that's where he was going to go. <laughs> yeah. He wrote, "It's not Kamala being portrayed as a wild African beast or crime time stealing belts, playing thugs, and giving Vince leeway for him to say n word on TV." 
Truth is actually showing more signs of dementia and not just a bumbling fool. For context, remember he wanted to challenge Carmella to get a shot at the title because I think Charlotte beat Carmella to get a title shot? No, that was hilarious. So Truth, suffering from CTE, logically thinks if you beat Carmella, you can get a title shot. I don't know if you understand where I'm coming from, but hopefully you get what I'm saying. One love, Aaron Brown. P.S. Bret Hart is the best professional wrestler of all time. Hopefully you can read this on the podcast. If not, I'd love the personal feedback. Uh, Not only did I read it, but I'll play this for you. Bret Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. And a perfect note after that message. All right, SGG, it's time for the Black Power Rankings. I got to hit us with a makeup call from last week, Private Party. And this week. No, they deserve it this week, though. I didn't see this week's match. I saw, I saw last you haven't week. seen it? I didn't see it yet. Oh, they started the show. Still, Fire. Still in the tournament, obviously, because they they bumped out the Young Bucks. Fire. Yeah, fire. And by the way, I, I dissed the Young Bucks earlier. Should give them props for bowing out of the tournament. Well, yeah. I thought they were going to win it. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And Private Party rocked this week. You'll enjoy it. Anyways, keep going. Yes. In the number three, Private Party. I mean, what do you I think? Don't... What do you think of them saying um, about Private Party? Uh, from the destination where you need an invitation, and and for their weight, I think they said sixteen ounces of cranberry <laughs> vodka or something. I was like, "What drink are you giving? What kind of party 16. is this? Are they like white frat girls, a sorority girls? <laughs> do say or something? Shouldn't it be like do yeah. say? I'm not trying to be. I'm sorry, but should it be do say or I mean, Hennessy or listen, something? After the way you stereotyped uh, my, my guy Herbie, I mean, just let it out. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'm Team Hogan. You all knew it was coming. You all knew. Oh, I'm yeah. prove, In number two, Leo Rush. Ooh, Leo, still. Yes, yeah, still. It's good to see him back on the mic. I feel like he was a little bit subdued, but I like this new Leo Rush easing into it. You know, still the 24. Was it a uh, 24 year old piece of gold? Um, cruiserweight champion. Just good to see him back, even though he wasn't in the ring performing. And then number one. I gotta go Street Profits. Mm. That was a, they main evented Raw. I mean. Yeah, they did. You have to. That's a great call. They main evented Raw. Why it was the main event of Raw, not 100% sure, but it happened. Yeah, I mean, it was originally advertised as them with the mystery partner and then it became them in a tag team match. Um, and we didn't miss the mystery partner at all. No. It was a big moment for them and they were great in the ring too. And great to see them being great in the ring at this moment. And then also, sort of weird because, we're really we got we really finally got a lot of private party and street, <laughs> street profits at the yeah. same time, and 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 private party it does have a little bit of bizarro world street profits, especially because over the last because over the last few weeks they've just been in the crowd the same way yeah. street profits have just been in the back. <laughs> yeah. So that is interesting. Well done. That was actually a really needed black power rankings. Yeah, of course. When, you, mean, know, when you think about private party and their emergence and street profits main eventing. I'm glad that happened. And Street Profits, I mean, people have been waiting for that, to see them just wrestle and see what they can do. Um, SGG, do me a favor this weekend. Uh, stay major and enjoy yourself. And take it easy, man. Oh, my gosh. And guess what else? Did you hear this rumor? I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. No. 
I heard John Morrison. The word is you know is that WWE is pursuing Carlito. About time. If that happens, the war's over. I'm not even watching AEW. <laughs> it's about time. We'll see if it turns out to be anything. But uh, everyone, have a wonderful weekend. RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. We'll catch you next week. It's professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. At this time, I would like to introduce in the corner to my left, the majesty. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. And then I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Greg. Bret Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mutt, 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 Mitch.